Hi, welcome to Mimosas with Moms. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. And this past week, I Abby turned, turned 30. And I woke up to uh, strippers on my lawn that Ashley ordered for me, and it was really awkward. But the best part of that is, so, like, <laughs> I've been planning. Cause my whole thing has been, like, okay, 30 is a big birthday. Like, what am I going to get someone who has all all the things? Yeah. So I'm like, I want to get something that she's going to be like, oh my God, and not expect it. Yeah. So I've been like planning this. This was like thought out. It's been a couple weeks in the making. And I tell Ron like, hey, I'm going to do this. And Ron's like, oh my God, that's a great idea. You really should do this. You really should get her strippers. do this. Well, I do it. And then Abby texts me the day of her birthday is like, something's in my yard. And I'm like, hmm, weird. Who put something like, that's really weird. Who who would do that? And I'm like, what is it? She's like, strippers. (laughs) So then I FaceTime her and Ron's next to me and all it said was happy birthday, Abby. Or happy 30th birthday, but it was huge. Yeah, huge. But literally Ron's like, oh my God, are there really strippers? Did you really do that, Ashley? And I'm like, no, you've known the plan this whole time. Like, no, there were not strippers. It would have been kind of something extra, huh? But like he didn't know if he should believe you or believe me because he's yeah. like, oh my God, because I would do something like that. Maybe you her strippers. This is really awkward. I would do that, Yeah, though. so the funniest part really was funny. I walked out, I don't know, to get in the car or what I was doing. But my neighbor across the street, like, yelled out, happy birthday, Abby, because this big lawn sign said, happy 30th birthday, Abby. And I looked at Marcus, and I was like, that guy did not know my name until this lawn no, sign No, But I also was up. FaceTiming you another time this week, and I was like, hey, tell Marcus he would suck if he was at Guantanamo Bay, because, <laughs> like, zero secrets. He yeah. just gave me away right yeah. away. Yeah, he totally did. I was like, who did this? And he's Ashley. Like, Ashley. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Thanks. Like, not even a little bit. Oh, my God. Who would do this? I don't know. Just me. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. You knew. I'm going to shank him. Come after him one Yeah, day. so that was really nice, though. And, yeah, how about my your trip? whole birthday was, like, super wonderful. So, yeah, we went to Aruba. Yeah, my birthday would be super wonderful. I yeah. went to Aruba, too. It was nice. So, the really cool part about Aruba, to me, was the only other island I've been to is the Dominican Republic. And in the Dominican, it's very, um, everybody's kind of in poverty. There, it's all like dirt roads. There's no like, so you're like secluded to your resort. Yeah, you know, like the people live in kind of like huts when you're driving to your resort. And it's just crazy. It's like island, you know, like what kind of the stereotype you would think of. Aruba is very like Americanized. There's nice roads. You can leave your resort and like walk around. It's not unsafe. But it's a Dutch territory, too, so I don't know, like, does that have anything to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. But like, or is it just very touristy, and that's just what it is there? So we should buy houses in Aruba. Yeah, yeah. On vacation. I there. mean, like, even the homes were kind of nice. We did um, a Jeep, like, safari ride. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, took you into, like, the actual island, like, where the people live. And, yeah, there was, like, some really nice homes. There was a beautiful golf course that, like, we drove past and these big, nice homes on the golf course, like, there would be here. So you're like, this is really strange to me. But, like, how fun. Yeah. I think, like, the only thing that was, like, a bummer on my trip was Venezuela is 15 miles off the coast. Yeah. Like, across the ocean. And, like, the things that are going on in Venezuela are horrible right now. 
And so I asked, like, our bartender, I was like, you know, are they fleeing and, like, coming to Aruba, like, you know, trying to seek refuge and whatever? And he was like, the way that the current is, like, you could easily swim to Venezuela. But they can't but swim But they here. can't swim to Aruba. Like, they are trying to, but they're drowning. I was like, that's just so horrible. That so then so you're sad. just like, like, feel that's bad. That's where my dad's from. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. he grew up there. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, you just, like, watch the stuff that's going on in the news and stuff, and it's very, like, heartbreaking. And then you're like, here I am, living I lavishly, you. you know, and you're, like, celebrating your birthday and, like, this great life. Really and, like, there's people 15 miles across the ocean that are dying, and it makes you feel that is bad. That's really sad. Because, like, my dad you know? even says right now, like, my yeah. dad would go back because he's from there even right now. Yeah. But he's like, I can never bring, like, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's very It's very dangerous. Right now. Yeah. 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 That is crazy. So hopefully things get better. turn around there. Like they overthrow that leader and I that don't is know. Just crazy. I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's sad like things that go on in the world and and, and even we not, just live like this. I know. And life even here. not like in the world. Like these things are happening in America, you know, where people are hungry and there's poverty and like there's bad things happening here and but like, that's just like not our life you know so. yeah but it's hard to relate but it's hard to be like it's hard to take a step back and be like yeah this happens like everywhere next door not yeah. not literally next yeah. door but you know but what kind I mean. of like there's some of it like right down the road a little yeah. bit yeah and I don't know yeah you kind of get wrapped up in like your everyday life and like your little bubble that you live in and you're hustling the kids yeah. around and you're living a good life and you have a you great like husband almost and, about everything yeah and so you know there's kind of those humbling moments but but no it was wonderful we went snorkeling we popped around and you know lived the best yeah way. we like Marcus made a male and, flamingo friend yes he totally did there's flamingos all over the island one of them bit Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> he was asking for it. It was my favorite part. Yeah. My favorite story you came home with. Yeah. The Marcus got, the Marcus got bit, bit by yeah. a mingo. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great birthday. I felt all the love. Good. You yeah. should. You were yeah. 30. You only turned 31. I know. So I'm excited about this next decade. And, yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. So we said that every week we were going to answer one question. Yeah. yeah. So this week, our question is, is this experience with mimosas with moms what you thought it would be? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> the I answer think is we no. went into this thinking like, so our husband's a listen and we'll get like a couple maybe other my listeners. Sister, maybe yeah. one like friend. my cousin, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we went into it thinking like yeah, we'll have like ten listens. Yeah. The first time, Maybe and then like none 30. after that. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky. No, yeah. this has exploded. This has been so much fun. We've grown yeah, we've faster, grown so fast. Almost, I feel like I don't want to jinx this, but faster than we've been able to completely keep up with and keep our same yeah, normal I think lives. So. Yeah. And um, we've made friends. Yeah. We've, some really good friends. Honestly, yeah. like it's kind of sucks to say this, but we've lost some friends. Yeah. We have made new relationships, but I feel like we've just learned a lot about ourselves and about being well, I moms think like once you moms. start kind of speaking your truth and living a life of, you know, kind of this, what you want it to be and you like draw this line of, and you like cut out hey, the BS. hey, we want to be hashtag mom supporting moms that's what we want to do and we want to be the safe place of hey you can come here no judgment yeah um you know and whatever and when you're growing like that 
Not everyone wants to go Not everybody's going to be there. And that's okay. And you're going to have new people that come about because they're on that same journey. Yeah. And that's really cool. And so, I, you know, I just, like, think that's part of life. And that's yeah. what, you know, in, like, one of my posts about, like, turning 30. And I was talking about it in Aruba to Marcos, like, the same thing. I was like, you know, I'm truly grateful for every person that was with me in my 20s. And not a lot of them are around anymore. Yeah, but you know then, like, I mean? you like, learned how with many them, people, you loved like, with them, they taught you things. They taught like, me they, something. Even if it was a horrible life lesson, I learned something there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I found who I was, like, through that. And so I think, like, you know, we're just on a new journey right now. I think so, too. But yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like where we're yeah. at. I feel like we're both in such a good place in our lives with our families with work with just like friendships and everything and I think one of the coolest parts about the podcast is all the feedback that we get that's kind of like hey I felt like that too or hey I was there or Or right now this is me anybody say that you know like like when we were talking about in the early episodes of having our big boys and that we felt like we grew up with them we Everyone so has many given people, us the like, feedback, like, me too. I never, like, wor- worded it like that, but that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. 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 And, so I feel like... You know, these connecting feelings. In short, no. Yeah. This is not what we thought yeah. it would be. Yeah. But not in a bad way. This not is, like, better and yeah. more than we yeah. thought it would yeah. be. I feel like I've... I don't want to say I've grown as a person since we've done yeah. this, but I feel like I, like... I'm more self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I'm like you kind of have to be walking your walk a little bit. Yeah, more, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like we've talked about, I can't be preaching per se all of this and then not doing it. Right. So, I can't like go talk crap about moms and if then, I'm sitting here being like, no mom shaming. Yeah. We support all the moms. Or like I can't be like, you hey, know? take care of yourself if I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't be like, hey, be nice to your husband if I'm not. <laughs> I was not nice to my husband today, but... But, like, you have good days and bad days. So I feel like this has made me... We're stressed about this upcoming weekend. Yeah. (laughs) We were taking our stress out on each other. got a lot going on. Yeah. You know, that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. We're just normal people. Like, it has made us both take a step back in a good way. In a good way, yeah. And just, like, open our eyes. It's humbling, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just very appreciative. So what I'm saying is I'm just so thankful for Abby. <laughs> I am, though. You know, no, I think it's made you and journey. I cl- closer. Yeah. You know, we've learned a lot about each other. I think we genuinely respect each other and support each other. And we have a friendship where we don't always have to agree, but we can talk it out. We do. Yeah. And 100%. We do talk it out. And that's really cool to find. You yeah. know, I think especially like in this point in your life when it's hard to make new friends. To have a friend that, that you can say, found hey, this friend now. Yeah. WTF, and like hash it out and then be good. That's yeah. like, that's a friend. Though. You cry and then you're like, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's like a friend. That's yeah. not like convenience. That yeah. is a friend. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And all you guys, you are our friends too. Yeah. And I'm thankful for you guys. And we've had so many people that we've truly talked to more, become friends with yeah. more, like develop friendships yeah. because of this. So, like, this has been the greatest thing we've done. Yeah, I totally agree. So, keep sending us your questions. Uh, we have a, you. we have some more um, that we'll discuss next week that are more parent-related. So, that'll be fun. So, stay tuned for those. Um, yeah. 
So today we are welcoming on Paul Carroll, also known as Stone Cold Daddy to some and as Jay-Z to some probably. So welcome, Paul. We're so excited <laughs> you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I yeah. love following you girls' Instagram and I'm just so amazed by both of you having more than two kids because I have definitely had my last kid at number two. Yeah, you say that, but are you sure? <laughs> you know, who knows what can happen? Yeah, I have three and uh, not one of them are planned. I have four and only one of them was thoroughly, thoroughly planned. And we had to do IVF for that one. The rest, all the other and three. And that was the last one. Yeah, that was the last one. If you're trying to scare me, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> well, I keep trying to tell my husband, like I go back and forth. Some days I'm like, nope, I'm done. And then other days I'm like, let's just do IVF one more time. It's not a big deal. And he's no like, oh yeah, no, not a big deal at all. Let's just do one more round. Are you crazy, Ashley? Maybe I am. Yeah, five sounds good. I mean, what's five though when you have four? That's what I tell him all the time. What's one and more? Yeah. One more child is always yeah. his answer. Yeah. One more wedding. One more mouth to feed. One more human to grow into a person who is a productive member of society. It is a lot, this child raising thing. You said it. You. you definitely said it too. Are <laughs> oh, you still there? Did you pass out? <laughs> uh, no, I'm here. No, I know. Uh, yeah, so Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am, I, 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 I am 41. Yes. And I don't feel a day over 41. That's <laughs> my husband. Ron is 41 too. And he says the same thing. Says the same thing. He tells me all the time, like, I can run circles <laughs> around you. And I'm 28. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a young man, but uh, I'm not a young man. So that's just how it is. Um, yeah. I got married 10 years ago. Um, yeah. My wife and I met at a bar and she, came, she actually approached me and started talking to me. And we've talked every day since then. So she is your Beyonce to your Jay-Z. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Beyonce and beyond. Yep, yep. That's and a good that awesome. That's a good man. Yeah, that was a good. That line. is a good man. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we have uh, an eight-year-old and a four-year-old today, and uh, the oldest is a girl. Uh, youngest is a boy. And who's more difficult? Be honest. You know what? It depends on. Uh, which, sub which subject we're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because my boy, he definitely requires a lot of stamina. And uh, I got a special relationship with my daughter because we fight. Like, yeah. Uh, I have always been in awe with her because the first like real like tiff we had was before she was two years old. And yeah. she Ooh. decided... She decided that she was not going to talk to me for, it was like two hours. She made eye contact, let me change her clothes, uh, and just looked at me, and we were just done with each other for a while. And it was the most surreal thing ever because, like, I thought I was having, like, a couple spat, and she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't two years old yet. Is that the moment you realize that you're raising a strong, independent little girl? <laughs> yeah, I realized that on day one. 
Oh yeah. Uh, I remember uh, when we were doing. You like, do the... know, like they do come out of the womb like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, the prenatal uh, doctor was uh, telling us like how it's crazy how you they start to show their personalities as soon as they come out of the womb and yeah. she totally did. Yep, that's my girls too. Mm -hmm. They're nice. Mine too. We my were just having a daughter. conversation like yesterday that I think raising girls is just a whole different bag of worms. It is. It's hard. It's hard. Boys don't stop. Like my son never stops. Yeah. He's always moving, always going, always ready for the next thing. But our youngest daughter, she gives me a run for my money. She is sassy. She's, she's so much fun. She's just so strong willed. I don't know where they get this from. Their dads. Their dads for sure. <laughs> it, it, isn't it nuts sometimes when like uh i mean i look at and i just have to throw my hands up in the air because i'm like that totally comes from me like i like, you're I, a better person than me because when my kids are bad i'm definitely like no it's not me that's my that's not, yeah. not me <laughs> so at least you can admit that it's you yeah well my wife is never wrong so of course it's my yes of course it's me <laughs> I hope our husbands are listening to this. I know. This is a must-listen episode. Yeah. I can feel it. Yep. We're never wrong. <laughs> so tell us more about your story. Yep. Uh, well, I um, actually, for uh, the longest time, I didn't think I was uh, the dad type. Like, it was always, like, you know, in the back of my mind, like, it would be great to have a family. But... Uh, like it just uh you don't think about having a family when you suffer from severe depression which i do yes. and also anxiety and also like uh i started seeing a therapist uh at, let's see this is like 11 year, uh, 11 or 12 years ago and one of the first things she said is well can i put you down for substance abuse too and yeah. I had to say, I, you know what, I actually do have a substance abuse problem, but I, I wasn't ready to call myself like an addict or an alcoholic right. or anything. Right. But, uh, you know, I partied in college and then after college, I partied some more and then I wasn't partying anymore. I was numbing the pain. I yeah. knew I was depressed, uh, but I didn't realize how depressed I was and... I was in denial of it for the longest time and things like that, they tend to rear their ugly heads. And when, you know, they're like unaddressed, like you wind up in a situation like I did, like I was think uh, 31 and I woke up in a hospital after I tried to kill myself, like, mm -hmm. uh, like ready to die, kill yourself. And, it was, it's really, really hard coming to terms with the fact, even to this day, just like really wanting to die, like not, yeah. uh, not like just being depressed or like wishing, but just uh, giving in and like being actually ready to die. And uh, fortunately, it didn't work out that way. Like there was another plan for me and I am you know, fast forward, like I am walking, talking proof that uh, like therapy and addressing mental health head on, addressing addiction head on, um, it's excruciating, but it 
can work and it does work if you put in the work and it's really it's really really hard like a lot of people will go to therapy for a little while and think they have it worked out or run into a brick wall and I unfortunately and fortunately I really really started going because the woman I started seeing after I got out of the mental hospital she knew everything so it wasn't like I could like go into a therapy session and like not tell the whole story. I had to give in to telling the entire story yeah. and it's only going through the woods and fighting your way out that you find a way out. Like it hasn't gotten any easier. Like I've definitely gotten stronger and yeah. I've definitely learned a lot and uh, definitely uh, fortunate for it's it. It's like constant, like, you know, like it's battle. a constant work in progress. Yeah. And I myself am a therapist, Paul. And uh, it does so work, it makes right? therapists yeah. happy, really happy to no, see someone working through. It does make me really happy to works. hear like that you are like you know in treatment and working, and you know. But like I do, you know, you do know like these are real struggles for a lot of people. And I think it's important that you said too, like. You don't just go a couple times. This is a constant thing. You yeah. are constantly working on it. It's not like you go to therapy, you go to six sessions, and then you're cured. It's yeah. this is just a part of you. It's a part of your life. But like you said, you're stronger now. You're figuring out what works for you, how to deal with it, how to cope, how to, you know, do every day. Basically, well, it's like you know, if you are diagnosed with a heart condition, that heart condition doesn't just go away. You know, you are for the rest of your life on heart medications, you're adjusting your diet, you're exercising, you're doing your lifestyle changes, you know, whatever you have to do to manage that heart condition. Your brain is an organ as well. So you're doing the same thing, you know, you go to your therapy, you maybe are on an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication or a mood stabilizer, whatever kind of medication your psychiatrist recommends. Um, you know, you're going to meetings, you're in support groups and you know, like that doesn't stop and it's exhausting. It is. I mean, it's yeah. just, uh, it's just like treating the body. Um, yeah. you, you don't go to the gym for six weeks, getting the best shape of your life and then leave it and, and never go again. Yeah. Yeah. I do do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, that is my regular. I did that yeah. before I had a baby. That's just what I do. And but. I like that you pointed out kind of, you know, that you didn't really feel like you had this addiction issue, but that you were numbing which is so common with mental health issues where you have this dual diagnosis and so many people do that, you know, of just, I don't feel good inside. And so I'm just going to kind of check out and whatever your alcohol or whatever your drug of choice is, you know, that happens so often. And I'm glad that kind of you found a therapist that was able to recognize that as well. Yeah. And a call out on it. Those are the best therapists, honestly. I definitely, uh, definitely was really, really lucky. And yeah. definitely, uh, ever since uh, the suicide attempt, I yeah. have uh, remained sober and yeah. have been in some sort of, uh, in some sort of therapy. So, so is that 10 years? It will be, it'll be 10 years in October. 
Congratulations. Yeah, that's a big deal. That is oh, a huge God. accomplishment. Yeah, sober and well for 10 years. And happily married with two Abes. Uh, yeah, I feel incredibly blessed. And um, yeah, it's something I continue to work for, continue to fight for week yeah. in and week out. And not every day is easy. Uh, not at all. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's okay to kind of say, you know, like, hey, I'm struggling today, you know, because I think whether you have an underlying mental health issue or you're struggling with sobriety, we all have these, you know, ups and downs of life where you are struggling. And I think that that's kind of, it should be connecting, you know, instead of, shameful or you know i'm hiding this and i don't want people to know you know everybody has something that they're dealing with that like that some that people don't know and you think that sharing that is so empowering i couldn't agree more just because yeah. as i found and i still do find today it's uh sometimes just as if not even more exhausting pretending like nothing is wrong and, yeah uh, then what actually might be wrong. It's, yeah, and I feel like when you do share, you find so many people that are like, thank you, I can relate. Yeah. Thank you, I just wanted someone who got what I was talking about. And I feel like when you share, you open up this huge community and then it just helps you as well. Like that's why we started doing this. Yeah, same, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. When you talk uh, about it, you're more relatable. It's a lonely feeling like when you're not talking about it and you feel isolated, but it is just so surprising how your story can be nearly identical to someone else's. We live, Isn't in, that, yeah. we live in such a much bigger world than we think we do. And uh, the problems are uh, unfortunately very common, but uh, yeah. So you started your treatment and your sobriety before you met your wife? Uh, no, we had actually already been married for a year. Um, a year, yeah. So we were we were married when a lot of these things uh, started to like uh, like hit rock bottom, rear their ugly head. Yeah. And uh, we pulled through on the other side, and uh, then I remember. Like it was yesterday, I had been out of the hospital for like six or seven months. Things were going well. And my wife, uh, I could tell she wanted to talk about something. And she was saying, so um, when do you think you'll be ready to start having kids? And oh. I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I, I think I might be ready right now. Yeah. So that um, wasn't like a scary moment for you. That was like a... Let's do this. Yeah, I know it's, uh, you know, you awesome. kind of like give in. And uh, fortunately, like after, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I think um, she was pregnant a month and a half later. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I feel like having kids has brought in light into your life. Or do you think... Because, it makes well, it more because difficult. parenthood is like stressful. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. So does it kind of feed into some of it sometimes or is it both? Uh, it, it is. It's all of those things. And yeah. I have never been like 
this exhausted or anguished uh, in my life. And I, uh, the, the blog and the social media, it's an outlet for the lighter side of things. And it, it may seem like it's all doom and gloom, but like I was saying to my wife during our anniversary and I, uh, need to say it to her like more often, as I said at the time, but, uh, like these are the happiest years of my life. Like they are as hard as they are. Like the, (laughs) every day is an example that hard work pays off. Like, uh, every, everyone goes to sleep at night, regardless of how we wake up the next day, then we have, we've accomplished something. We've won something and it's great. Just, uh, it's incredible. Like watching the kids grow up every day, like, and watching my wife grow as well. Like she is, uh, she really is like the, like one of my biggest fascinations just cause I have always been proud of her. Like, uh, like before, like I went into the hospital and everything, it's hard to be like proud of anything about yourself, but like, she's always been a point of pride with me and, uh, she's, uh, even prettier and more accomplished now than she was when we met. So that's um, so awesome. I love that. Yeah. What a cool perspective too. Yeah. Yeah. Do and you then, feel like your wife seeing you grow as a person too has like not solidified, but has made your relationship with your wife stronger and made you a better like team as parents? I think so. And it also helps us uh to remember that we are a team and it is important to sort of uh, remember that we're working together, that we're in this together. Like I am uh, the stay-at-home dad. I'm the primary caregiver, uh, yeah. but I'm not parenting by myself. I couldn't, uh, I definitely cannot do this by myself. Uh, and like the kids, uh, they, they need both of us. They feed off both of us. Like I always, um, it stinks being around like with the kids, uh, day in and day out and hearing like, I want mommy, I want mommy. Uh, when's mommy coming home? And I'm like, I'm over here. I'm over here, guys. <laughs> I'm, I, I got you too. I'm the other parent. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm, and I identify with you because I'm like, I'm the stay at home mom. But I never feel like I'm the lone parent, you know, on this island yeah. alone. Well, I think yeah. that's part and of that a marriage are... and part of a good parenting yeah, relationship. But, but I do is... think that there are some stay-at-home parents that do feel like that, you know, that just feel like they're in over their head. And well, and I also feel like, you know, with being a good parenting balanced. team, it's not equal all the time. There are some days that you are going to do 95% of the work and your partner's going to do 5% because that's just how that day goes. And there are some days that it's 50-50 and there are some days that you're the one that sleeps in until 9.30 and your partner's up at four with the kids. And I think that's part of just being a team and understanding that we're a team. We're going to work together. Every day is not going to be easy. Every day is not going to be equal, but that's just life. Yeah. Right. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, just so happens that my wife has been out of town for the past couple of days. And, 
I am definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely it's so hard. <laughs> My husband travels too, and you're like waving the white flag, like I surrender. <laughs> like yeah, waffles for dinner. It. That sounds like a great idea. Just, yeah, just can't do it. Uh, yeah, that's it's really so funny hard. because we had a last week was just like a crazy week for us, and then we had lacrosse games literally an hour away, and then the other team didn't show up. So at 9 a.m., I went and got coffee, and Blake wanted a cake pop. And I was like, here you go. Don't care. 9 a.m., Don't cake, care. eat it. Yeah. I give up. I surrender. surrender. <laughs> yep. Because some days when you feel like you're the only parent, it's tough. It is tough. But you have to remember you have a team. I know. You it's do. hard. I think it's great though. that you tell your wife, like, hey, I know you're my teammate. I know you're my person. Like, I appreciate you. Yeah. Because sometimes you do just need to hear that. Yeah. And it's amazing how far, like just hearing it once can go. Like you can yeah. be at your wits end and then just to hear the one, uh, I appreciate you. And that just, uh, makes it all, worth it. Like, all right. All right. <laughs> I, got I got this. I, I can got make this. one more hour of my kids screaming at me and it will all be okay. Uh huh. No need. Yeah. I, I got this. No shower necessary. Like yeah. I usually say, unfortunately. Listen, <laughs> we, we will not you. judge you. We, you. Yeah. we are in the same boat. You know, so I feel like, you know, however many years ago, it was probably never the norm or like heard of that there were like stay at home dads. And now here yeah. we are, we're in like the society now where this is there's the more norm. women who are out there killing it and there are more guys staying at home being but they're killing it at home too they're killing it at home and just like you know how this equality kind of between the workplace and the home life is like shifting and it's so cool to see do you feel like people look at you and are like whoa you're a stay-at-home dad but like is there still some of that out there Uh, or something you even really share well it's um it's funny that you ask that i uh I get it from all over the spectrum. What, uh, like a couple of the hardest things to deal with is that even for the people out there who are willing to accept, uh, the idea of a stay at home dad, accept me as a stay at home dad. Um, it's still really, really, and a lot of people don't even realize this. It's, uh, when we're all together, it's really, really hard to like uh really swallow the fact that even though like mom is number one that like i actually am the primary caregiver like that uh like how they're doing in school uh what what they've been like those are questions that like i'm better suited to answer but those questions don't come to me and um, society says go to mom yeah and that's weird yeah part some of that like uh stings a little bit but i think what uh what is important to remember is that like that's just one of those things that you unfortunately uh just have to eat um like there's uh for every every time like i'm out in public and uh someone says oh that's a great thing you're doing right now good for you i'm always like well uh i'm only doing the same as a woman doing this i'm only doing the same thing that my wife does so if you see her out say the same thing to her um and they don't no and it's, it's, it's <laughs> i don't un- think i've ever been stopped by somebody like i've been hey, told a i'm great, a great nanny to my it's kids. a great the thing that you're staying stopped. at home with your kids like no yeah. <laughs> but that is kind of sad that 
you're stopped and said like, Hey, you're doing a great thing when you're just doing everyday life. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you just got to keep walking because, uh, do you want to shake people when they do that? I would want (laughs) to shake people. You don't know what I want to do to some of these people. I probably, uh, we should probably just move on because sometimes I get so steamed up and thank God for your kids kids, uh, because yeah. Um, but well, because I feel like that's honestly kind of rude. It is. There's so many things that like, uh, people just assume that are like, okay. Like, uh, Everything from, you know, asking someone when they're going to have another kid or mm-hmm. uh, asking, oh, did you become a stay-at-home dad because, uh, like, you lost your job or da 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 I'm at no, home because... your business. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, first of all, yeah. Like, get out of here. Like, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad because we agreed that someone, uh, if we could afford it but someone should be home and that someone is me so yeah. that's, and this uh, is what works for my family so it's a great off. thing you're doing Paul. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right he's done he's out, he's out of here. <laughs> he has beyonce he doesn't need us yeah <laughs> it's uh you know what it's, it's do you feel work. like it deters you from going places sometimes with your kids no, you know what? Not at all. Just because it's a point of pride. Um, yeah. Like, you should be proud. If uh, you know, if people have stuff to say, stuff to think, then you know they're the ones with the problem. I'm just, uh, I'm just doing my thing. I am so socially awkward in my sweatpants. Anyway, like I don't, <laughs> I, I like I don't want to talk to anyone anyway. Like I. Yeah, yeah. Like, just uh you know let me do my thing let me get my groceries and i i'll I'll get out of your hair like i also feel like like abby and i when we started this podcast we said because our thing was well what are people gonna say and we finally sat down and talked and we're like people are always gonna have something to say they're just gonna say it to us or they're gonna say it about us yeah so but i think really cool that you don't care yeah, one I think hour you're right, because though. I mean like we kind of went through Ashley and I were both young moms we've started our motherhood journey at 20 and 21 years old and uh we kind of missed out with like our big boys because we were too afraid to take our sons out to do these like fun because things because we were judged so hard because we were judged yeah everywhere that we would go it would be like you know, you get the looks like, well, you're still in high school. Like, you drop out. What are you doing here? Shouldn't you be at work supporting yeah. your Yeah, are you living on welfare? I don't know. Yeah. And but I just think like, you don't know my best, story. Though. And like, that's I think their that that's, problem. yeah, that's their problem. And as, as we've grown up, we've realized that. Yeah. But that definitely it is like hard. Comes, yeah, yeah sure. it doesn't make it any easier. But yeah. I mean, I have so much respect for both of you. Like my uh, one of my best friends who I used to work with, she had her daughter when she was 19. And yeah. she used to talk about some of those uh, same things. But yeah. uh, she and like her daughter who's now um in her 20s and engaged are like some of the best people like they wouldn't trade 
any portion of their lives for anything like her and her mom have the best relationship and it is like well that's what I say I love all of my kids yeah but my son like I don't love him more I just love him different it's I I love him different it was him and I for so long yeah. It was, we grew up together yeah. and you do when you are a young parent or you are the primary caregiver, you just have a different type of relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, so but, none of yeah. it's easy, right? No, none of it's easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> young parents, old parents, stay at home moms, stay at home dad, working parents, no. it all sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I no. do love like, I mean, there's just, it's just such a cool perspective because yeah. for me, I am 100% a working mom. I work too much, really. But I also have the flexibility that I can work from home. So I can say, hey, every Friday, I'm going to work from home and my kids will be here and that's okay. Or, hey, I'm going to go to the office and the one-year-old's coming with me today and that's okay. But I don't know. I mean, my husband has that flexibility too. Yeah. But I don't know how it would be perceived if he was like, Hey, I'm bringing the baby to the office with me today. Or like, hey, yeah. I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Just by like our area that we live in. I don't know. Because like I'm the stay-at-home mom and I do. So I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old and then an eight-year-old. But like I'm at home with the babies and we do the story times and all the toddler stuff. And there's like a handful of dads there. And I feel like, you know, back when I had Oliver, would you have seen the dads as much? I don't know. I didn't go because I was too scared. True. Same. <laughs> but, you know, so I feel like, you know, we're making this shift where you've got these feminist movements happening and the women are out there doing their thing. Yeah. And so, like, I think you're going to see the shift of more stay-at-home dads in, like, years to come. But I love that shift or, because... I do, too. And I like that it's, like, you know, it's equality it is and I say all the time um my son's father and I clearly are not together but everyone who has always asked me like well how often does he get to see him do you allow him to see him this and that I'm like well yeah you can go whenever he wants like we have set days but he can also go whenever he wants because his dad is just as important in this equation as I am yeah. Like exactly. he wouldn't be here without exactly. his dad. Exactly. So like why, so there's no why reason are we're not, not equal like, including the dad in the equation, you know? And I think like for so long it was like, yeah, dad kind of got a free pass. He got to like go to work and come home and the meal was made. Or but sometimes going know. to work is a break. <laughs> like it being a, a stay-at-home yeah. parent is exhausting. more difficult than any that's like office job. It's all now, so I know. It's because horrible. it never ends. Your work never ends. Like <laughs> Your children are always there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no shift schedule. Like the hours are. Yeah. <laughs> the it hours is- aren't flexible. The hours flex. Yeah. yeah. So, Paul, have you been a stay-at-home dad since you guys had your daughter, who's now eight? Um, on and off. I uh, I had I was working at a firm and I took paternity leave. Uh, yeah. Just cool. My wife, I got a month of paternity leave, and it was was the greatest thing ever. And it like went right after my wife's uh, maternity leave, and so like like a parent was home for four months straight. And I kind of made the decision, or we 
kind of made a decision prior to, but, uh, and I did not go back to that job. And it was at the same time I was thinking about uh, changing careers anyway. So I was home with my daughter then for eight or nine months. And then I went back to school to get uh, my web developing degree uh, because I am, that's something that I love doing now. And it also is something that gives me the flexibility to kind of ease my way back into work, uh, you know, from home in my jammies sometimes in my sweatpants. But uh, yeah, and then after I got out of school, I had a couple of uh, work from home jobs. But uh, then after my son came, it was just, uh, I probably shouldn't work until he's in kindergarten. Um, But uh, so sort of, I guess, uh, on and off, I have been it all the time sort of meshes together now. So I mean, I guess the simple answer is pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Like, that's so cool for your kids. Well, and, like, it's just time that, like, you know, when people ask me, you know, what's it like, like, you know, how did you know you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom? Or, like, why did you leave? Because I worked, you know, my ass off getting my bachelor's and my master's and, like, getting to where I was in my career. And then I had my youngest, and I was like, I can't go back. Like, I have to stay home. And people were kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, these are just years that you do not get back. And I just, I don't think I've ever talked to a stay-at-home parent that regrets taking that time. It's, there's no way to put like a hard hard to quantify, like it's, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're fortunate enough to do so, like, I would definitely say to do so. Um, Right. That's kind of my advice, too. And one thing I will add is that really, really makes me so happy is that uh, when I was when I was growing up, like my mother and father had, you know, typical stereotypical gender roles. And uh, I think that whole generation of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it was about me, but I just made the decision when I was that age is that like, I am going to be able to cook. Like, I'm not going to be like that guy who is like, like that guy. Like, that's not to say that. I can only heat up a pizza. Right. I mean, I don't don't want like, I just wanted uh, to be able to go both ways. And my daughter who could have her own bravo network television show (laughs) uh she is so like uh she basically has started to say the things like that we want her to feel like uh if she wants to stay home she can stay home if she wants to work she can work like if she doesn't want to cook uh any of the meals she shouldn't have to uh cook any of the meals like if she's doing something else but uh so like, Beyonce and Jay-Z are really teaching their kids the right way. Yeah. You, you know, we are... Uh, You're killing <laughs> we're, it. <laughs> we're just uh, putting out mixtape after mixtape over here. Right. <laughs> but I think that's so cool that, you know, you decided this as a kid and now you're teaching your kids. Like, yeah. you can be whatever you want to be, really. Yeah. Exactly. And just because someone tells you this is how it should be doesn't mean that's how it has to be. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, as parents, 
That's what any parent wants, right? Well, it's easy to say it, but it's another thing to show it. True. Like, I can tell, I tell my son all the time, like, whatever you set your mind to, you can do. Whatever this, you can do. But he doesn't see it, per se, all the time. Yeah. You know? He still sees his stepdad going to work every day, and he doesn't see that mom goes to work while he's gone, and mom stays up late while he's asleep, because mom's there to get him off the bus. Yeah. 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 So we say it, and I mean, every once in a while, my husband's able to make it home. We just have two different jobs with different flexibilities. But I love that you're able to, like, show that every day. Yeah, and it's 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 very, very valuable to see them, like, absorb it as well. And even though, like, most days it's very, very hard to see. Like, I know that uh, they, the kids and my wife, uh, none of us take it for granted. Um, and, like, my wife has a job that, uh, like, makes it flexible for her to be there. So it... It's like really cool for um, like both of us to show up when, as opposed to like just one of us, like we, it's very, very amazing and fortunate how many times like we're able to show up as like the package deal. My son's IEP meeting, like uh, both parents are there and like the educators and the professionals like it's rare that we see both parents in here so yeah it's very it's very valuable to have you both here and like i'm sure you're almost applauded for that yeah i mean that's a big deal to have like you said to have both parents there yeah yeah i mean just uh two perspectives like we um we got it. We got a pretty good thing working over here. Not without its difficulties or trials, but uh, we got a pretty good thing working over here in Casa Stone Cold. <laughs> That's awesome. Though. That's awesome for well, you. That's oh my awesome God, for your just wife, for everything kids, takes, for everyone. Everything takes hard work, you know. And everything that's good takes hard work. That's the biggest thing. Like good things take time, yeah. and good things take yeah. work. Totally. Nothing good is easy. Yeah, exactly. I wish it was sometimes. So, Paul, where can everybody find you? They can find you on Instagram at Stone Cold Daddy. Stone Cold Daddy. And the blog is StoneColdDaddy.com. Okay. And those are the best uh, best ways to reach me. I um, perfect. There's and they can act- come through us to get to you as well because yeah. we'll post as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll post about you. Absolutely. Next- Actually, yeah. in my Instagram profile right now, there's a post I made a couple years ago that kind of outs me for some stupidity about <laughs> uh, what not to do for Mother's Day. Uh, so yeah. please check that out. It might save a life out there. Life out there, I love it. That's true. That's true. I forgot it was Mother's Day. What is the matter with you? That should be Ron's fault. Ron should be the one forgetting. I mean, he might have something planned or something going. I just were too busy. I forgot. I didn't realize that this weekend was Mother's Day. No, we're celebrating my mother-in-law for Mother's Day. Wow. I believe you. Yep. But Paul, it was. So good having you on. Um, thank you so much for, for being so open. Yeah, your vulnerability and sharing that piece of your life with us. Um, cheers to being a stay-at-home dad. I think that yeah, anybody that can be a stay-at-home parent, you won't regret it. Um, totally. yeah. Ladies, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. I am really honored that you asked me to and it has been a pleasure 
Thank you so We're much, so happy Paul. To have you. Thanks, Paul. Cheers. Of course. Cheers. You can find Paul on Instagram and Facebook at Stone Cold Daddy and on Twitter at Stone Cold Dad 316. And you can find his blog at stonecolddaddy.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Mimosas with Moms. And you can email us at the number 2 mimosamoms at gmail.com.